Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears. Boy, have we got a great show for you. This is the one where we write down those names and see what happens over the off-season. Yes, it's the Black Booker's pod. Uh, certainly a fan favourite and one I love. Uh, Jono, how are you, mate? Doing well. Sun is shining. You know, women's footy's kicking along quite nicely. Um, things are going well. Things are going very well. How are you? Perfect. Perfect. And someone who's got more black, little black books, than there are <laughs> books in the Encyclopedia Britannica. It's the state of... <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because Dossie made a little sly comment on uh, a few pods ago talking about um, uh, my record when I go out in town, um, which I think was a fair bit off the mark, but I might play it up anyway. So, yes, I've got a lot of black books and uh, they get used quite often. Um, But great to see you guys. been a while, so um, uh, appreciate us getting back together to have a bit of a chat. Yeah, I can't believe uh, those matches on the weekend. They were so, <laughs> insane. insane. Do you think? Do you think you'll get rubbed out for that? That was pretty dirty. I don't, yeah, 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 it was awful. Dirty, dirty Richmond. How about what do you the expect? reaction. Dirty Richmond. It's even dirtier than being a Crow supporter. <laughs> well, they're in trouble without Aaron Phillips now. Big trouble. I'm just going to run the Crows into the ground all off season, and then uh, we'll do a live show there in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> be like the Blues Brothers with the uh, chicken wired. Oh, God, yeah. we do need to do a bit of a, a road show. Um, of course, the the, the traders go to the big venues. We'll just go to the little pubs. We'll go to the Gold Coast and about Sydney, twenty people. There's and... just no fans. Yeah. 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 More more fans than more fans than good crow decisions in the last uh, decade. That's <laughs> anyway, black bookers, Jono, what are you writing down in your little black book? Um, I'm putting the Rosklund Denning medalist winner, Tom Barras. Um, basically, this is a guy who had an ADP of two seventy on Ultimate Footy, so absolutely undrafted. Um, no one was looking at him. But this guy finished off with a ninety three. Supercoach average, 68 AFL Fantasy, but we'll look past that. In his last five, it was actually 84 in AFL Fantasy and 110 in Supercoach. Um, this is a guy who finished 11th for total marks, 9th for total intercepts, and um, 18th for contested marks. So as us Supercoaches know, that is just points, points, points. Um, McGovern... Normally he plays that role. He's a bit injury prone. Shannon Hearn still going around, uh, but it's no. no. I'm not bagging it. I'm just saying still going. Around. It's like Joel Selwood and Trent Cotchin. Just let other people have a crack. I mean, I'm like he would have been on your waiver wires hands down um, to go from nothing, or you know, your third string defender to being the number one and the best and fairest winner there's he's a name I'm putting down and he looked really good um, for West Coast Eagles who did struggle a bit and they might struggle again next year but he's a guy especially my super coach I'm just jotting his name down for the preseason and hopefully that role continues for 2023 yeah I think you laid out the problems there Jono like 
I mean, not I shouldn't say problems, but you know, a little bit of doubt if you'd like that his best scores were with not that he didn't score okay when McGovern was in, but it really ramped up when he was out. Yeah, that's right, and like, that's, and that's why I'm just jotting it down. It's a watch and see over the preseason. I mean, who knows? They could swap the roles out and let Barras take over that you know, intercepting role, or they give it back to McGovern. Who knows? So yeah, that's why we do the black book. We just jot the names down and keep an eye on over the preseason. Hmm. I have no real comment because all I really heard was keep super coach great. It's a great game. Your favourite, they tell me, Stato. Mm, mm. How did your team go in super coach this year? Mm, don't know. I actually had a really good start. I think it was in the top 600 after about five rounds, but um, um, really not understanding the the game was probably trading in fantasy players well, rather than you, super coach your players. Your nemesis became eighth. Oh, didn't he do didn't well? He first crack. Yeah, incredible. He's a gun, that guy. Yeah, Absolute gun. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I brought a lot of players in that just got injured this year. So I think in the AFL fantasy model, I think I had 18 forced trades on the trot, so two a week. It was just beyond ridiculous. So you can't do anything when that run sort of happens. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, but but I'm avoiding the alt-right, so I'm no longer sort of watching certain TV stations, news, reading papers, um, and probably just laying off the super coach. Have you checked out uh, my Vox <laughs> show, Credlin and the Fizz? Have you, have you subscribed <laughs> to that? <laughs> Sounds like a buddy cop drama. <laughs> yeah. No, it's going well. We don't have eighteen million dollar budgets, but it's you know only joking. It is a good game. It's just not as good as AFL fantasy. Cool. They're just games. Uh, who are you writing down in your black books, Dado? For twenty twenty. Yes, well, um, well, when I sent my list through, I think you went deja vu, and I, I think you're right. And I've gone two young blokes that I'm expecting to to do the big breakout uh, next year. And the first one's Jeremy Sharp. Um, so as we everyone knows, we're all lifelong fans of the Gold Coast Suns. Um, and Jeremy Sharp is one of their um, future superstars. Um, going into his uh, fourth season, and he is due, but I will say I reckon it's a bit of a make-or-break season for him. We know he's got the quality, and we certainly know he can score. He just needs to give that extended chance in that role. 123 and 112 in consecutive games in 2021 has shown him that he's a great fantasy player. And these are against good oppositions. We're talking Bulldogs, who went on to play in the grand final, uh, and Brisbane, another finalist. So we can show he can actually play really good footy. Um, uh, I will take a, a little reach with him, um, but I, I still probably want to go mid to late in drafting him, to be honest. But I, I think he's in for a big breakout season. So he's in the little black book. What um What held him up this year? Uh, just really opportunities. Yeah. So, so when he when he got the chance, he actually performed quite well. But he was he was actually sub three times. So, uh, and two of those times he come on late in the game. So his his average doesn't look fantastic, but it, it does help when we're drafting him. But you're playing a lot of players like Rat um, for the middle of the season. Ellis before he went back ahead of him. Um, so things need to change, but there is a little bit of talk that it just needs to improve on a couple of areas, and I'm sure if he's working hard on those, then he'll get backed in at some stage. 
Yeah, fair enough. I'll move uh, down down into New South Wales with my first black booker. I got Finn Callahan, the uh, number three pick, and what does yeah, it just he remind me of Tommy Boy that that name. I know Callahan. Just she's going back a long way there. Good movie. Uh, so he, he was a high draft pick and. Uh, it didn't really go his way. He had an interrupted preseason. He did play about nine games across the VFL and the AFL before succumbing to that foot injury that flared up again and, and uh, didn't get back in. But he had a 35 disposal game in the VFL round one, hit the scoreboard. Uh, he, he played the five games at the AFL level, averaging 15 disposals, four marks and tackle. Didn't get any CBAs, but well, like the... the all you can do is listen to the rumor mill at this time of year, and Tarano, Hopper, Brune, uh, Bobby Hill, all rumored to be potential outs from the GWS team. All I can look at is a guy who, in his limited opportunities, performed pretty well. He is a class inside-outside player. Does he get that opportunity? I, I don't know. I'm really putting a lot of stonks into GWS, whether it's uh, Lockie Ash or... Uh, Tom Green, whoever's there, obviously the the worry is with the the new coach whether they adapt a, a low possession model. But someone like Finn Callahan, if he has a good preseason, that's all I'm watching. If these players leave, he has a good preseason. He's absolutely going to get picked for games. Probably more of a keeper pick. I, I find it hard to believe he'd step up and start banging out ninety plus scores uh, next year. But it's certainly one I'm keeping an eye on in the little black book. Yeah, he certainly got the talent and people are talking about um, uh, might be the Listics. Is that, is that the right oh, yeah, yeah. podcast? So when they were reviewing, they were talking about um, firstly the best players, but then secondly who could potentially be the best fantasy players out of that draft. Um, then he, he was basically sitting at three, which was Dacos one, Ward two, Callahan three. So um, they see not only has he got the, the high-level talent, but he can take it to be a high-level fantasy player as well. Yeah, and I mean, really... And opportunities will come. Yeah, you really need that inside-outside game. I mean, inside's so yeah. much better than outside. It's sort of... Yeah, there's some there's some names there, but um, yeah, he certainly strikes that. Everything you look for, especially the pedigree. Jono, who's your second player? Uh, second, I'm heading down to Tigerland, and this guy, it's all about the opportunity now. There's been some retirements and whatnot, and I'm talking about Hugo Ralph Smith. Um, yeah. He has been given some opportunity this year. I think he played the 13 or 14 games. Showed us that he can actually score. Um, now, this guy's a runner. Now, what did Shane Edwards and, uh, I was going to say Craig Lambert, <laughs> but Kane Lambert do? They ran. That was their job, running up and down the ground. Played a little bit forward, uh, get up on the wing, put in the midfield as well. So you've got Dusty getting old, Cochin getting on the way out. This guy is pretty talented. Like He can do some pretty good stuff. So he's going to have the opportunity to take over that Lambert role, Shane Edwards role. I mean, he's not going to be pumping out your tons week on week. He'll, he'll, he'll score well. He'll score tons, but he's going to be like that Kane Lambert. He'll get you an 88 to 95 average, give you some big scores. He'll um, have that mid mid forward eligibility. I reckon probably for a majority of his career, even if he does get forward status on his own. So he's going to be worth 
he's someone I'm just putting putting in my little black book. Going to be watching uh, over the preseason because I, I do see him with that Kane Lambert role uh, going forward, and I think he played it this year as well to an extent. It's funny, I, I, and maybe this is the off-brand talking, but I'm just so hesitant on Richmond players just because of the way they go. The only one that seems to break that mould to me um, uh, is short, but only when short's in defence. Yeah. I, he's still average or right short. It's a little bit down, but, yeah, he needs to go back and be that little pig off the halfback and just do whatever the hell he wants, but... If Rich, so we sorry, it, we, we seem to be going back probably seven eight years ago where a uh, a really good average was a ton rather than a hundred and ten. Mm. So the more of these Richmond coaches that are filtering through the competition, and we all have sort of phases of this. The the Hawks mm. had control, then Brisbane had control, now Richmond's got control. Um, that uh, there is the the potential that. We probably have to downgrade a little bit of what a premium level actually is. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not expecting, you know, as I said, a hundred from this guy, but a solid ninety as an F three would be fine. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. We sort of got to start looking at these older coaches as our best mates, like. God help us if Kenny Hinckley ever leaves the fans probably want it. But I was looking at someone like Dersma with, you know, if Eamon's out, like, I, I don't really want to start picking wings, but a, a wing in a high possession team might be as good as a inside mid in, in one of these newfangled knock-the-ball-on-every-cost teams. Yeah. Which blows my mind. If, if you realise I was just shaking my head then, I was just looking... Um, at uh, my iPad that has some live fantasy scores going for me. So um, today um, in AFLW, I have uh, two players left for the round. Um, I had one player full game uh, who gave me two handballs for the game. And I've currently got uh, my second most expensive premium at quarter time um, with the only touches that she's had, five handballs. What's the male equivalent of Amber Heard? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Turn it off, I say. That's when you go and watch a movie when shit like that's happening. And that's why it's good. Just have a break from fantasy football, catch up on your TV, show some movies. I haven't broken a TV for six days, so um, I should have stayed off it. Wow. What the hell are we talking about? Stato, your second player. Grumpy. Um, Oh, here we go. Um, So back on the North Melbourne bad wagon here, uh, they've had a shocking year and this person did too and had um, one of those years that we call the second year blues. Uh, And I'm talking about Tom Powell. Uh, There's no doubt that the the season, the coaching, the confidence uh, impacted him greatly this year. Uh, but we see it quite a bit um, through these talented players that they sort of uh, take off first year, show some exciting things and just fade off a little bit second year and then third year. That's why it's a third year breakout. You've worked a lot of things. You understand, you're confident and you just go bang. Well, I'm confident that he's going to do that himself and he's going to be so much better for this experience. 
in his first year. We saw a ton in his sixth and his seventh game. Um, so there's no doubts that he's got the, the skill and the quality. And we saw what he was doing in the preseason. He just looked a cut above. And yes, they've got some, some good midfielders, uh, Simkin, LDU, who's taken some time to get there. You've got Will Phillips in the background. You've got TT, but you've also got Tommy Powell, who needs to be part of that mix. And this is where I see, um, if they're going to back in the kids, which I expect will happen, which is exactly what happened with Hawthorne, that these are the type of guys they're actually going to be part of that premiership bid or finals bid when they get there. So I'm expecting a, a 90 plus average in 2023 from Tommy Powell. He's going to be cheap. <laughs> He's going to He's be, going cheap. be way cheap. Way cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, I drafted him this year on the back of what we thought he was going to do. I'd, I'd go back to that well. I mean, you're only picking him up as either bench cover or an F5, so... I just don't see the 90. I don't know how that happens. Um, he gets the football, yeah. he marks it, he hand-passes it, he kicks it, and he tackles. Well, um, what, so, so to, well what does their team look yeah, like? Their midfield looks like, what, Cunnington... Simpkin, LDU. LDU. It was an interesting call to sign him for two years. Horn Francis. Yeah. There's there's a there's a power bunch in there. That's that's what I'm there's no doubt. And this is why they don't need to go out and recruit another midfielder. What they actually need is key position players. They need a Ruckman so too. they've got that they've got the six or seven that they actually need and they're all talented. You just gotta back them in. Yeah, I, I just don't understand how he gets there if he's playing completely outside not going to get a look in. It, it's just so uh, hard to do it. I, I, th- I think he needs to be one of those, and this is why I'm so confident. He is so good inside traffic. They need that. Well, who loses then? Who loses? Yeah, who, well, who, you, who, you need, you need a group of four or five to actually go through. It's the Horn Francis that's playing. He's, he's not going to be the inside. I'd be interested to see what happens uh, the Cunnington, whether that's just a leap of faith in him and he do a little bit of role. But I think your probably main four will be Simpkin, LDU and Tom Powell as, as the big three. That's that's what I actually see. Man, that Hugh Greenwood deal looks shit then in hindsight. Oh, well, why would you have Hugh Greenwood? Why would you? Why would you play him inside mid? You'd probably play him as a. You could play as a pressure forward. That's it. Yeah, correct. Oh, well, if Cam Zerha, which unfortunately maybe. has happened, well, how many times? Did Zerha resign or be his third club? Well, he's exploring options. I yeah, thought. bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the, again, by the time the pod comes out, who knows? I don't know. There's a few things going yeah. on there. I just find it so hard to believe that it. Oh, well, if he gets that inside role, fuck, good for him. I suppose that's why he's in the black book. You just keep a little eye on that sort of thing, don't you? Correct. Fair enough. He's, he's not an early draft selection. He's laid a punt. Fair enough. But um, I've got him in keepers. I'm just holding on to him because it's going to pop. Fair enough. I'm going to talk about one of my, your, and our Gold Coast <laughs> sons, Elijah Woo! Hollands. Woof. I did Five think about his name, his name down. 
It's been a very, very slow burn. Uh, I think the club's really done their best to uh, not rush him. He was obviously coming in off a pretty serious injury and not really being a full-time midfielder in juniors anyway. Uh, and I don't expect him to play full-time midfield either uh, at the next level. But he did get five games at the end of the year. No CBAs. But the one thing he can do, he's just class. He's a boat dual-sided player, which you know probably not... Super common today. Uh, he did have the big 118 against Hawthorne. He tackles, he marks, he hits the scoreboard, he wins contested ball, all the things that are the nuts and bolts that go into being a good fantasy player. Showed a particularly high floor across his VFL games, which is very encouraging to me. Rankin's out. The club has ample small forward depth. They don't need him to fill that role. I expect him to play across the flanks, much like Yatara and Thomas, and uh, push into the midfield. One thing that Gold Coast probably haven't nailed down is that fourth midfielder. They went back to the well with Swallow in the second half, and he really had a good good second half. The Jag, captain of the Jags, uh, he, he, he played very well, but he, he's not the future, unfortunately, as much as I'd love to see him lift uh, that Premiership Cup or be, be a part of it. I think someone like an Elijah Hollands can be that fifth midfielder, that fourth midfielder. They've tried Davies. They've tried uh, Fiorini. It's it's not going to go down that way. It's a class player like Hollands uh, in my book. And, and certainly everything he does, the inside, outside, hits the scoreboard, all those things, uh, I can't wait to see him have a big preseason under his belt and lead our sons to the finals next year. Yeah, so impressed with him. Um, but we knew he was a really good player. Argument he could have been um, uh, in the top two if he didn't have that injury. So it's taken a bit of time to get here, but his high quality is going to be very good. Yep. Beautiful. Put a bow on it. Anyway, to the listener questions. Wait, that was the last one, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, perfect. On to the listener questions. Black Bookers from Frio. He says, Jermaine Jones, maybe. The pride of Haywood. The, uh, the grand final was up in Haywood for our uh, the, the local league on the weekend and couldn't get a car park. Jermaine Jones, Stato. Yeah, it's it's roll. So the, the times where they've had a whole heap of uh, midfielders out, and he's got a bit of a run through there. He scored really well. So um, uh, him and O'Neill have had a couple of big games this year when they've got greater opportunities. But I don't see that as being their core role. So um, th- they might have good days, but I, I doubt they're going to have big seasons. Uh, he also mentions Erasmus Johnson and Henry from Fremantle with vacant mid-spot or two likely. Erasmus is the one to go. Um, Johnson's not too far behind, but Erasmus is the one. Very good. Russ asks, uh, his black booker is Josh Gota. Rip to Hall's career and Stevenson playing in defence. Well, Stevenson won't be yeah. playing. There'll be no long jumpers for Steve now that Clark goes in. Just, isn't that the rule? So he's out. It, it's, it's not the fit, is it? No. Um, interesting to see what happens there because he's already moved one club. So I, I think this is a make-or-break season for Steve-O um, because you're right, Clarko is that hard line. This is how we do it, why we do it, and we've all got to live up to it. Um, 
So yeah, that that'll be interesting. Um, they could. could they I, turn I, into I like an Isaac Gota. Smith type, just a running wingman. I, absolutely, absolutely. But he'll want to see that defensive side of the game, and I don't think that's oh, ever been his strongest. Wasn't well, Isaac Smith thing either? I wouldn't think. Yeah, it's a valid point. I mean, if you like, you, you, you think about you had your Hodge, your Mitchells, and Lewis's doing all that defensive stuff, then it freed up Smith to be that run and gun on the wing. Uh, I've never, I never would have said he shirked defensive responsibilities, though. Mm. So there, there is that balance that <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. you, you you're not core defensive, but I, yeah, I, when he when he was asked to step up, he wasn't afraid to put his head over the ball and whatnot. Yeah, agree. Um, and, and use his speed to put pressure on opponents too. So I always saw that as uh, inferred pressure, as they would have called it. Um, but I do like Gota, um, and you're right, Hall's not going to be in the next premiership. That's why I thought it was interesting with, with Cunnington, but maybe that's just more, you know, support the, the great servant of the club. Um, and Greenwood's probably in the same boat as Hall. So, yeah, back Gota in, uh, only got the one game, but looked impressive. I think he scored in the 80s for his one game, might have been 83, uh, but looked good. Yeah, tough scenes for the uh, Gold Coast legends. Former Gold Coast yes. legends, Aaron Holland. <laughs> you're green with. Uh, Mini Monk says, Will Day is a black booker. God, he's getting like Whitfield, isn't he? He he sees a leaf and he gets injured. Mm. That mills a lot of mouths to feed in that defence. Like, I think it's Sicily, Scrimshaw. I mean, Hardwick is okay. And then you might have Day as yeah. a fourth stringer. So, mouths to feed. Good football player. I just don't think the fantasy application is going to be there for him, unless it falls his way. He he, he looks like he should be a winger. Mm. That's right. So it's going to be interesting with Carl Amon coming there now. You can say goodbye yeah. to that, essentially. We well, need two, just so the ground, you know. <laughs> 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 Just so make a, just let me make both wings. Just let me make a note. Ground has two wings. <laughs> Damn it. Unlike our fantasy love for Murdoch Ball, there's only the right wing. <laughs> only one wing. All right. Uh Russ from his last five games, Robarm averaged hundred and seven AFL fantasy from seventy five percent time on ground. He's always struggled to get his TOG up, but with Kennedy retiring, who was a non factor by the way, Russ. Uh, is 2023 his breakout year? He was he was good towards the back end, Robum, but I didn't see enough. A lot of mouths to feed mm. there. Lot lot of good high quality players. So Warner's obviously. I see this happening. So the the Heaney midfield thing is never happening because they've got too many mids. Um, Warner's massive. I think Robum goes well when Parker. Reduces his CBAs. Yeah, you could probably see that happen more and more. Yeah. yeah. Uh... So just just a quick update. Uh, no kicks. Yet. <laughs> no kicks. <laughs> no kicks. Uh, that's, uh, Seven stuff. touches. All right. No that's all the Twitter questions we got on that pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll uh, be back with next week's show. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to see what it is. See you guys.